thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome to 1% or less with him. I am Jason, and it is Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. Happy Tuesday. I hope you all are having a wonderful start to your week so far. And uh, welcome to 1% or less with him. So today, we're going to do something a little bit different going forward. We're going to be, instead of doing like a chapter a day Bible reading, because I think sometimes that could be a little bit over uh, overwhelming. Um, so what we're going to do, because today, let me tell you, so here's what I'm going to share with you first. So today is my off day, and uh, my coworker and I, as you know, we're in Kentucky right now, and little to our knowledge, till like a day or so ago, we discovered that there is a, a, an attraction here called the uh, the Ark Encounter, which we were thinking about doing, but that was about 45 minutes away, and quite frankly, I'm a little lazy. I didn't really feel like driving after being, you know, spending 12 hours in a truck. But in relation to that, just right up the road from our hotel was what's called the Creation Museum, which is gives you all the answers about the world in relation to the book of Genesis. And man, let me tell you, that had to been the coolest museum I'd ever been to. And some would think, well, it's a museum based on the Bible, especially only one book. How cool can it really be? No, you have no idea. This ties in not only biblical doctrine, but also has a lot of science behind it as well. Um, wow. All I can say is just wow. I, I can't even really give it words. It was just the most amazing it was one of the most amazing, uh, like I said, museums. And I've been to a few. I haven't been, I'm not like an, a museum, you know, aficionado or anything like that. However, I will say I've been to my fair share of museums. And this was one of the coolest places I had ever seen. It was, you know, $15 to park, but, and then $45 to get in. And then because the two are, you know, are, joined uh, together the creation museum and then the ark encounter which the ark encounter literally is a life-size actual recreated ark from noah's ark and it was the coolest thing ever so we might go to the ark encounter next week tuesday and check that out but today we like i said we went to the creation museum and it was just the most amazing museum i'd ever seen i mean it was just super cool i mean everything from just I can't even, again, explain it, but they did a wonderful job, and it was worth every penny of the $45 we paid. In fact, I would have paid more. That's how amazing it was. But um, when I got to the gift shop, which we all know, when you get to a gift shop, that's where they get you. You know, That's where they freaking get you. But I did buy a, 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 a 365-day daily devotional, and with this 1% or less with him, I want to, like I said, I want to do something a little different. Instead of reading a chapter a day, because like I said, some chapters can get very crazy long, especially some of the ones in Psalms that I was looking at. Those are like three pages deep. And sometimes people can just nod off from that. So what we're going to do, I'm going to go through, you know, whatever day it is in my devotional book and um, kind of see what what it recommends because it has like a morning reading and an evening reading. So like today we're going to do Deuteronomy chapter two, uh, verses 24 through 37, and then we'll go over the devotional. Um, something I thought would be pretty cool, a little bit different, 
you know, and it switches it up. It's not just a straight up whole chapter and then, you know, maybe a discussion on it, but just to kind of switch it up here. So we're going to start off with uh, Deuteronomy, like I said, Deuteronomy chapter two, and then we're going to go read uh, verses 24 through 37. And uh, the subtitle here is the defeat of, of Sion. Now it reads, advance now across the Wadi Arnon. I now deliver into the power, your, uh, your power, Sinon, the Amorite king of Hezbon and his land. Begin to take possession, engage him in battle. This day I will begin to put fear and dread of you into the peoples everywhere under heaven, so that at the mention of your name they will quake and tremble before you. So I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth to Sion, king of Hezbon, with this offer of peace. Let me pass through your country. I will travel only on the road. I will not turn aside either to the right or to the left. The food I eat will sell me for money and water I drink you will give me for money. Only let me march through as the descendant of Isu who dwell in Seir and the Moabites who dwell in Ar, who have done under I cross Jordan into the land the Lord our God is about to give us. But Sion, king of Hezbon, refused to let us pass through his because the Lord your God made him stubborn in mind, as done. Then the Lord said to me, Now that I have already begun to give over to you, Sion and his land begin to take possession. So Sion and all his people advanced against us to join battle at Jehaz. Jehaz. But since the Lord our God had given him over to us, we defeated him and his sons and all his people. At that all his cities and put every city under the ban, men, women, and children, we left no survivor. Only our plunder was the livestock and the spoils of the captured cities. From Aurora, on the edge of the wadi Arnon and from the town in the wadi itself as far as Gilead. No city was too well fortified for us. All of them the Lord our God gave over to us. However, just as the Lord our God commanded us, you did not encroach upon any of the Ammonite, Ammonite land, neither the region bordering the wadi Jabbok, Jabbok, Jabak, excuse me, nor the cities of the highlands. So that is, um, like I said, that's a reading from chapter 2, verses 24 through 37. Now, in the devotional that I bought, so the devotional that I bought today is, uh, it's it's the title of it is My Comfort is Jesus. I thought it was really cool, so I wanted to buy it. So the devotional says, and again, it comes, uh, there's a section from Deuteronomy, which is chapter 2 and then verse 25 where it says this day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. Now, when Paul, and this is part of the devotional here, it says, when Paul gave battle orders, he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And that was from Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. And it continues to say, we are only strong in the Lord. If we are not in Christ, we are weak in the face of the enemy. 
The key to success in battle is to know who we are in Christ and who we are without Christ. The disciples returned after preaching, rejoicing because demons were subject to them in his name. Jesus told them not to be happy because demons were subject to them, but to rejoice because their names were written in heaven. Then he spoke of Satan plummeting from heaven because of pride. And you can actually see reference of that from Luke uh, chapter 10, 17 through 20. Demons are subject to us, but that's nothing to get puffed up about because they don't tremble at us, but are actually trembling at Christ in us. And then a little prayer underneath it says, Father, I know that I am sinful, but sinful dust. Yet you are the lover of my soul. And because of your amazing grace, my name is written in heaven. Now, that was the morning reading. Now, the evening reading, I thought, was very interesting, too, here. And um, it says right here where it says, you know, one could write a thousand books on what's commonly called the Lord's Prayer. It's an example of the structure of godly prayer. It is rich in wonderful truths. The prayer speaks of his absolute and fearful holiness, manifest particularly in his name. Nevertheless, God's kingdom will come to this earth, and nothing can stop that from happening. His perfect will at present, we see his permissive will, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he will have his day of justice and set up his kingdom of righteousness where those who love him will enjoy forevermore. That's our anchor of hope in Christ. Until the glorious time, we look to him for our daily needs and we look to him to forgive us for our sins that easily beset us. Because of his wonderful mercy toward us in Christ, we have mercy toward others. And of course, part of that there is where it's part of that, um, the, the prayer, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That can be found in Luke 11 too. But one thing I wanted to go back to, I thought was really amazing because it, it's so true. Let's go back where well, a little bit back here where he was saying that, you know, Jesus told them, not to be happy because the demons were subject to them, but rejoice because their names were written in heaven. But then he spoke about Satan plummeting from heaven because of pride, right? Because pride, as we all know, is one of the seven deadly sins. And that's one of the biggest things that will make us fall as, you know, humans, right? As people. And he continu and it continues to say, demons are subject to us, but that's nothing to get puffed up about because... This is very key. They don't tremble at us, but are actually trembling at Christ in us. And see, this is key. And the reason I wanted to kind of really hammer on this, I mean, really hammer on this, because here at His Hard Line, all right, first off, I'm not perfect. That's number one. And I'm well aware of that. Anybody who thinks they're perfect, they ain't got a lot of self-reflection to do now, but here to his hard line, obviously we're all imperfect, but that's one of the reasons why Christ came down to earth and died for our sins, because he knows we are all imperfect. But again, back to Satan, right? Demons and Satan, they, they don't shake at the mere thought of us, but they shake at the power we yield 
when we accept Christ and invite Christ into our heart, that's what they fear. Now, if you don't have Christ in your heart, well, what does that really mean then at that at that point? That means that your armor is not even put on because that ultimately means that in this world that we're living in, which is a battleground, make no mistake, this is a spiritual battleground. Satan and his little minions are everywhere. And when you don't have Christ in your heart, guess what? They can get at you any way they can. And some might say, but Jason, no. Like, I believe in Christ. Well, you can believe, Ellison, I believed in Christ my whole life. Did I actually invite him into my heart and be in me in spirit? No, I have not. Not until the last couple of years, like uh, September of 2020. I mean, really, really actually invite him and say, you know what, Christ? I cannot live this life going forward without you. Like, yeah, I can live this life. And I'm going to fall a lot harder and a lot more frequently. And I'm going to have a lot more trials. But with him, I'm not saying everything stops when you have Christ in your heart. Because, listen, there's still going to be trials. But with Christ, he will always provide a way through any situation you go through. Or any situation that arises that makes you stumble and fall. And maybe you might not stumble as much or fall as hard. But here's the thing. God in Christ always always provides a way through any difficulty. It may not seem it when you seem like it when you're in the middle of the storm, but he always does. As a matter of fact, in fact, I was reading a book, The Art of the uh, the Art of War by Sun Tzu, and that was one of the tactics in there that when it comes to your enemy, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm trying to go off memory because I don't have the book directly in front of me, but if I recall correctly, it says when you surround your enemy, you never, never enclose them in completely. Always leave an out. And that's part of the art of war. You always leave an out. Now, again, back to like God. God will always have an out for you. Okay? You just have to have enough discernment and enough will with inside you, some wherewithal, right? To be able to figure it out, not just give up and surrender to the devil, because that is when you become more fallen. And so back to the whole line here where demons are subject to us, but nothing get, you know, don't get puffed up about that because they don't tremble at us, but they tremble at the mere fact that we would have Christ in us. Because listen, Satan and his little demon minion friends, right? They know the power we yield when we have Christ in our heart. They know. In fact, it's really sad because Luciferians and stuff out there and demons, right? And, and, and people that are Satanist. Okay, we'll just even say, here's the thing. They, they, they believe in Christ more than most Christians. Figure that one out. Most Christians that claim they're, you know, they, they're, they're a Christian, don't truly know Christ. They haven't, in, uh, they haven't invited Christ into their heart. Truly. They think, oh, well, I go to church every Sunday. I, you know, 
I can I put money in the collection plate. I'm good. I'm good. Kind of that whole pay to play kind of thing, right? Like I put money in the collection plate. You're not buying your way up into heaven. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. And so anyway, I say all, all that to say this. Don't think for one minute that just because that you go to church every Sunday or, you know, you think you know God, right? Like I used to think all these things too, that evil can't touch you. Evil always is looking for an in. But that in becomes more airtight when you have Christ invited into your heart. And that's what our goal here is. Goal is here at his hard line is to help people not only immerse themselves in the word of God, which is why we do this 1% or less with him. All right. Because if you can't, if you don't have time to read the Bible, listen, you have time to at least listen to uh, some scriptures on your way to work or whatever, right? Or while you're doing laundry, just 15 minutes of your day, 20 minutes, right? Around there, right? But it's about 1% of your 24-hour period, minimum. All right. So anyway, I see we're at about 17 and a half minutes. We're going to close this out with a prayer because I do always want to keep this at a very minimum and keep it short for those that, you know, have a, you know, short drive to work. So... Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for another day of life and another day of good health. And we thank you so very much for all the many blessings that we often overlook, that we take for granted. And believe me, we we try not to take things for granted. Things like electricity and indoor plumbing and, you know, conveniences of having, you know, food at the grocery store, different things that oftentimes people overlook. And we just want to say thank you so very much. But we do pray that you help us turn back to old ways of doing things like growing gardens and becoming more self-sufficient and being more self-reliant rather than reliant on someone else. So we just pray not only for that, but we also pray for our repentance in this nation and as individuals for myself so we can return back to a hopefully a healed and blessed land and with you back at the top of the throne. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And with that, I want to say have a blessed night and have a happy Wednesday tomorrow. And we'll be back with another 1% or less with him tomorrow. Have a good night. I want to say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget, you can find us at www.ishardline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.